0: We started. We had one campus. Uh, there was no concept, at least in our mind, that we would have multiple campuses. Other churches were doing it. I didn't believe in it. Uh, I was wrong. Uh, so I'm so glad we have other campuses. Let's give all those people out there God bless you. Big hand. God bless you. And God has done amazing, amazing things. We want to welcome all the campuses, all the people watching online, and and church has changed so much in 19 years. I can't imagine uh, what not only church will be like, what culture will be like. 19 years from now, if even this will be legal in 19 years, if you can believe that or not. Um, I remember when we moved into this building here in Point Loma when all this was dirt and we had a block party, we signed all the cinder blocks on the walls and uh, which were intended to be covered up with, you know, paint and stuff and we just left it because it looked so much better when seeing all those prayers on the wall. Can I get amen? Amen. But I want to thank all the people who uh, served, who gave, who prayed. Battle with us, all the people battle with the, with the city and the community all the all the battles and legal battles we had getting into starting the church uh, in Paloma and Ruffin Road, and then here those are the three locations we were at and, and just thank all the people who uh, put a lot of their life into this and uh, i 'm looking forward to the, another nineteen years where I'll be i 'll be seventy something i can 't remember almost eighty years old that'd be i 'd be awesome be eighty and, just be awesome. Moses was eighty. Moses was eighty when God called him. So I figured when I'm eighty, I'm just gonna be getting started. Uh, so I'm still warming up. How, how, anybody here in eighty? Anybody here eighty right now? You're eighty. Eighty what? A, a, just eighty? Eighty-five. Eighty-five. That's awesome. That's awesome. God bless y'all. You look great. You look great. You're almost ninety. You look awesome. You look awesome. Sit again. Coming here, coming here helps you stay young, is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Fabulous, that's what, that's what I'm talking about. Anybody else 80? <laughs> Anybody else 80? I didn't think so. <laughs> oh, you're, who, 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 who? God bless you. God bless you, sir. You look great. God bless you. God bless you. Well, I'm looking forward to 80. Looking forward to 100. I'm going to be 100. H-U-N-I-D. 100. <laughs> Let's get your Bibles out, we got, we got something challenging today. How many of y'all want to be challenged by the word of God today? Amen. Amen. Uh, I, uh, I will challenge you and encourage you, actually, every time you come to church, every time you come to church, say, God, teach me something, challenge me in something, renew something, renew a fire in me. Every time you read the Bible, which should be every day, God, speak to me. Amen. Amen. So Lifted your Bibles up on the count of three, say one, two, three, say word. Very good. Say one more time, say word. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 4. We are in the fifth book of the Bible, Deuteronomy chapter 4. If you are reading through the Bible with us, which I would encourage you to do, we started the book of Deuteronomy today, Deuteronomy chapters 1 and 2. We're going to look at Deuteronomy 4. And if you haven't been reading through the Bible, just start today. Start at Deuteronomy, the fifth book of the Bible. But we're going to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 4, the fifth book of the Bible, Deuteronomy chapter 4. Okay, let's all pray. Close your eyes and bow your head, or bow your eyes and close your head. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. We pray that you challenge us and encourage us. Reignite a commitment to be guided by the Word of God. As a disciple, reignite a commitment, a passion to be guided by the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, We live in a spiritually dark world. We have no idea what's going to happen 10 minutes from now. A year from now, our future is completely unknown to us and out of our control. We are surrounded um, with spiritual forces of darkness. And without the light of God's word and divine direction, we are going to be lost and kind of walking in the darkness. And it is our job to be guided by the word of God. And let the word of God direct our steps. The Bible says the word of God is a lamp to our feet. And our job is to follow it, not it follow us. For it to guide us and show us the way we should go through the valley of the shadow of death. And not fear any evil, even though we are surrounded by evil. And I would think most of us would want to do that. And as disciples, our job is to be guided by the word of God. Our job and, our, and the heart of a disciple is to, be, to value being guided by the word of God. That we must see it important to understand what the word of God is telling us. We must see it important to understand how it's telling us to live our life, to conduct our relationships, eat our food. But there are times in our life when we turn our back on God's word and his guidance and start listening to ourselves and listening to other people. And that's when we get ourselves in trouble and we start to get guided by the wrong influences in our life. And we have demonic forces in our life. (laughs) Knuckleheads in our life. (laughs) The lust of our flesh. The pride of life guiding us. And we find ourselves drowning. Whether it be in debt or we're, we're having conflicts with people in our life or we're having not good health because we're not following God's word. And at some point in your life, when you realize you're being overrun by evil, you're being overrun by lack of blessing in God's life because you're not following Him, that you turn back and say, Lord, I want to be guided by your word. And so today, we're going to talk about how you can uh, be guided by the word of God, how you can increase your. The value of being guided by the word of God and become someone who says I'm going to obey what God has called me to do in every area of my life. So let's all bow our heads and pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much that you provide for us wisdom, instruction, discernment, understanding, For us to conduct every area of our life. And I pray if there's one thing we get out of today, that we make a commitment to place high value on being guided and directed by your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can I get get an amen? Come on now. Uh, Before we start, before we read, I want you to take out your lesson plan. I want to direct you to the very bottom of the first page. If there is one principle in the Bible that is more important than every other principle, it's what we're going to talk about today. The Bible says to love God with your heart, mind, and soul is your number one commandment. And that number one commandment simply means... Obeying God. It doesn't mean feel good about what God wants you to do. It means you do what God tells you to do. And it doesn't mean you're a robot. It means that you are thinking, breathing, reasoning, intelligent, made in the image of God, creature that can make a conscious decision that obeying God is better than not obeying God. You are a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. That means I can move my hands. I'm making a decision to move my hands, I'm making a decision to run my mouth. I'm making a decision to pause. I'm making a decision to obey God or I'm making a decision not to obey God. And so the number one commandment you can obey is that you are going to make a conscious decision to acknowledge that obeying God is better than not and therefore I'm going to obey God whether I always understand why or whether I feel like it or not. Can I get an amen. Just so you know, that's the number one thing. The whole Bible is summarized in that one thing. And so to set us up for today, to give us context for your specific life, I want you to look at the bottom of this first page of your lesson plan. The very bottom there, two questions. I just want you to answer one. And if you have a pen, please write it down. It says, write one thing that God has told you that, to do that you haven't done. Say amen if you know there's one thing that God has been telling you to do or stop doing that you haven't obeyed Him. Just say amen. Very good. Let's say it with some conviction. I mean, we're all in the same boat. I'll say it, amen. Okay. On the count of three, say it with some conviction. One, two, three. Amen. Very good. Thank you. So therefore, God is saying, I want you to do this, or I want you to stop doing this, and you consciously, very aware, said no. And God is telling us what we're gonna to learn today is that the number one thing I want you to do, and as a disciple, the number one thing I heart says, I need to value saying yes. That's your whole life right there. That you wanna know what success in life is? Turning that no into a yes, period. Whether you make a lot of money or not make a lot of money, whether you have a lot of friends or don't have a lot of friends. Do you obey God? And do you value being guided? By God's word. That is the entire Bible. Matthew 22, 37, and 40. Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love God with your heart, mind, and soul. And the second is like it. And thus is all the prophets and the laws wrapped up in those two commandments. Period. And that commandment comes from the book we're getting ready to read today, Deuteronomy. Are you following me? So I want you to write down is there one thing, or is there identify one situation where you need God's guidance the most? Where do you need God's guidance? Because if you can learn to do that, The rest of your life will be so much easier. Amen? So, first question I'm gonna ask you is Do you even care? (laughs) Whenever we ask God for his heart, it's it's this acronym, these three steps run your lesson plan. Whenever you ask God for his heart, you do three things you assess, you search scripture, and you ask God to knit your heart together. So, A S K, ask. One, the question, first question I ask you Do you even care? Well, I'm at church. That doesn't mean you care. You can come to church out of the habit. You can come to church because your girlfriend or your girlfriend you want to be girlfriend the girl you want her to be your girlfriend <laughs> said, "Well, you come to church with me," and you went, "Okay, so you're here and you can put in your time." You come to church out of guilt. You come to church out of because all your life you just did it and you did it. But do you really, really want to have as a value that I am guided by God's word? That's number one. Number two, search the scriptures. What does the Bible say? That's what we're going to do in a minute. And then we're going to ask God to knit our hearts with his. So we're going to search the scriptures. Let's look at Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, Moses is getting ready to die. And the Israelites are getting ready to go into the promised land. But he is not going to take them. So Moses is going to preach his last three sermons to the Israelites before they getting ready to go into the Promised Land. Now, if you hear last week, we saw that a disciple values making disciples who make disciples. And so last week we saw Moses ask God, God, if I'm not going to lead the Israelites into the Promised Land, who will? And God told him Joshua. So he's Joshua's going to lead y'all in. But before I die, let me say this to you. And by the way, if, if every pastor could preach one sermon before he died and knew it, this is probably what he would say. He would say this in so many words, three sermons, I'll summarize them all. The whole book of Deuteronomy of three sermons, I'll summarize them all. The first sermon was God has been faithful. Has God been faithful to you? Absolutely, no question. Sermon number two, you need to obey him. You need to obey him. That's a statement, not a question. It's a statement. You need to obey him. <laughs> so, what what, what what Moses is saying, God is been faithful. Y'all are getting ready to go into the promised land, but you need to obey him. That's what he's saying. You need to obey him. If I was, if this is my last sermon, that's what I would tell you. Obey God. For real. I would say, thank you. Oh, it's been great. Oh. But then I would tell you, you need to obey God. <laughs> and, then, and then the third sermon. Oh, by the way, I'm like, I'm out. I'm going to heaven, okay? But the third sermon is. <laughs> the, the, the third sermon that he preached is, is if you obey him, you will be blessed. Look at the person next to you and say, I want to be blessed. Come on now. How many of y'all want to be blessed? Raise your hand really high. How many of y'all want to be blessed? Come on, let's get a load of hand. I want to be blessed. Then obey him. You will not be blessed if you don't obey him. It doesn't mean you won't make more money than that person. It's not about that. It's not about a comparison. You won't be blessed. And blessed is not things. It's peace with your relationship with God. Because if you have that, you don't need all this other stuff. Okay. And if you disobey him, third sermon, if you obey him, you're blessed. If you disobey him, you're cursed. What does curse mean? A curse means lack of blessing. Oh, let me say it this way. The wages of sin, the 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 blessings of sin is death. That's your that's your blessing. You don't want that. Okay? So that's what Moses says. Now when we say obey God, what do we mean? Well, one his written word. God's word is written, the Bible. The Bible says the, the Word of God is inspired by the Holy Spirit. The Word of God is living and active, sharpening the tools serve. The Word of God can save your soul. The Word of God can fill you with peace. The Word of God is a lamp unto your feet. The Word of God is sweet like honey. It's like bread. The Word of God is living water. It's, it's all these attributes of the Word of God. It's, it's profitable for training in righteousness. It's profitable for study, etc. 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 That's the Bible. However, when God says obey him, he's also talking about his truth. His truth is also revealed to you in your conscience. In Romans chapter 2, uh, they're asking what happens to these people who never heard Jesus? You ever hear that question? What happens to people who never heard Jesus? And, and, and Paul says, uh, God gave him a conscience. You know, your conscience was given to you by God. Now your, your conscience may be seared it may be poisoned because of your culture, but God has given you a conscience and the conscience He has given us can direct us to right and wrong. Whenever, if I said something about a child being assaulted, you would just go, oh, it's something wrong with that. Rape, it's something just it's just you know it's wrong. It's your conscience. So if you don't have God, God says, I'm gonna judge you on that, because I gave you a sense of right and wrong by your conscience. <coughs> God also communicates his truth through dreams. Some of y'all see visions and dreams. In Acts chapter two it says, "In the last days people, the Spirit's going to come on people, they're going to dream dreams and prophesy. By the way, He has communicated to people through dreams all throughout the Bible. Yes, He will, can' communicate to you through your dreams. Not, now, if you had a dream, you're going to marry Barry Pitt next year, that's probably not from God. I'm not talking about just any old dream. <laughs> God communicates his truth through nature. But Romans 1:20 says, "Ever since the creation of the world." The creation of the world, God's invisible attributes are clearly seen in the things that he's made. What does that mean? That God made everything and he made it in such a way that if you study it, you will find God. What does that mean? Next time you go to the doctor, quiz the doctor. Make the doctor explain to you what they are doing. Well, we're just looking down your throat to see. Well, how do you know? What is my throat? Oh, I'm looking into your eye. You ever, you ever go to the doctor and you look in the eye and they put the light in your eye and then they turn it away? Ask him what he's doing, what she's doing. They are looking at something God made that's amazing. Take a pen and paper say, and quiz. Ask, in fact, ask the doctor, can I look in your eye? Well, no, I'm paying, so I should be looking in your eye. I'm paying. You don't think I've looked in doctors' eyes? I, I I do everything they do, I'm not gonna do to them. Okay. Almost, almost, almost. Easy fella, easy fella, easy fella, easy fella. (laughs) The design of your body glorifies God and the design of your body points back to a creator that is organized. Your brain is a three and a half pound computer. It's organized. It, 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 It glorifies God. Science, all science does is tell you what already is. Science tells you what already is. It was already there first. Science didn't make it. It just explains what it is. And if you, if you study the eye, the hand, the stars, water, plants, it tells you how fascinating it is. I don't know if you all know GMO. Uh, you ever hear genetically modified organisms? Yeah. What that means is in short, that there was a living thing that was supposed to grow out of dirt that didn't. In other words, God made a seed that would die in the dirt, gather nutrients from the dirt and water and create a plant that would produce another fruit or vegetable that would have a seed that would replicate the whole thing so we could have food to eat and we can get the nutrients from the ground that were designed to go in our body and process it in such a way through the plant that's about 90% water anyway that we can live. GMO says we're going to bypass that product and we're going to make it in a dish, so it's not—it's going to bypass dirt. We're going to improve on dirt on this on problem you can't improve on anything God does, you just can't. And so, so, so my point is, you you have you have what they call proprioceptors in your stomach. Proprioceptors are, are are nerve mechanisms that tell you where parts of your body are in space. In other words. If you're not drunk, you should be able to walk without looking at the ground. You should know that the ground is now, now, now. I'm not looking. I'm look, I can look up. Now, now, now. You got it. So that your proprioception tells you where, here's where your body is in relation to what's around you. And so when you're when you're drunk, it's thrown off. So you're like, it's thrown off. It's proprioceptors in your stomach. So when your stomach when you eat a certain amount of food, your proprioceptors say, stop. You are full. And it sends a message to your brain, stop. Now what we do, when, I don't want to say it's sin, but we say we override. No, I'm full, but I'm still going to eat. And then you just keep eating. <laughs> Raise your hand if you know you've eaten so much that you sinned against the Lord God, okay. You get what I'm saying, okay, okay, okay. So you get what I'm saying. So my God speaks to us through our conscience, he speaks to us through science, he speaks to us through his word. And here's the cool thing. All of that is consistent with the heart of God. So when I say that you value being guided by the word of God, that you are are being guided by the truth that God has given us. Science will tell you that if you pray, you are happier. If you are generous, you are happier. If you forgive people, you are healthier. Science will prove that. Why? Because God said to do that. Because God knows that's best for us. Science is catching up. And so 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 when I say being guided by the word of God, you're saying, okay, God, tell me how to live my life. This has to be important to you. You can't just come to church, get a good feeling, and then go do your business. It's like, no, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta treat, I gotta do everything according to God's wisdom. I have to have people in my life who understand God's wisdom and let them be my counsel, not people who don't have God's wisdom counseling me opposite. Your wife didn't make dinner, you should divorce her. That's not God's wisdom. Okay? And, so, and, and so, so do you value that? So in Deuteronomy, Moses says, God has been faithful. You need to obey him. The word says we need to obey God. The word says God, is, his word is eternal. It's trustworthy. It's living and active. So God says, my word is trustworthy. I will never let you down. And you say, I ask, do you want it? And then we knit our hearts together. Now read, read these three points and fill in these blanks. This is, after this we're going to read some scripture. If you want to knit your heart with his heart, here are three things you do to nurture a heart that wants to be guided by God's word, God's wisdom, God's counsel. Number one, Father, give me a heart that searches your word for guidance. You need to have a heart that is looking in the Bible on a daily basis for his Guidance. Now, even when we're reading through books like Deuteronomy, you're like, I don't get it, I don't understand what's going on. Here's what I would tell you, three simple steps. Read it really slow for insight. And what I mean by that, and, and this is this is probably one of the most important things you can do. Is read the Bible really slow with a pen in your hand and paper, or if you like to type, but pen and paper is better kinesthetically for your brain, by the way, and, and, and the computer is not as good for your brain, but that's another, that's, a, that's another thing. But read it and say, Lord, say something to me. And you're reading about You know, killing an animal here and killing an animal here and killing an animal, and then you keep, then you realize that every time God says He wants a sacrifice, He wants one without blemish. And God says, "I want everything you give me to be pure." Okay, God, that's my, that's it, that's all you need right there. That's all you need. We're gonna read something here in a minute, and then you're gonna get something at it. But but I want you to read real slow. Reflect on it. What is God saying to you? You Should always, and I say should. My encouragement to you is to always re- read slow until you hear something that you can actually write down for you. If you just read and just check the box, do it again and read it. Say, Lord, I'm, re- I'm reading. Don't don't just okay. There, God bless me today. Don't do that. Read it slow and if you don't hear anything, read it again. Say God, speak to me. By the way, all y'all had some issue that you weren't obeying God, God hear my issue. Just read it again. Read it slow. God, speak to me. God, speak to me. And He will speak to you. That's something you have to perfect. Because if you don't get over that step, then you can't follow the light. You may come here and get something. But you got to learn how to feed yourself every single day. You got to learn how to hear the voice of God. Because God's going to whisper something to you so soft, so specific all the time. And if you can get a habit of doing it every day when you're reading, you're going to get a habit and do it as you're in conversation with people. If someone's yelling at you, God's going to say, ask them how their mom is. And you'll be like, "Uh, how's your mom? And then they're going to say their mom has cancer. And that's why they're yelling at you because they're stressed out. And now you have ministry, that's walking with God. That's a disciple. That's, that's, that's not a religious person. That's a disciple. This is where we are going. Are you following what I'm saying? And so start with in the morning, God, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read, I'm going to reflect, and then I'm going to respond. my response has to be act on what that one thing is. Number two, Jesus, give me a heart that believes that blessings follow obedience. Everyone say blessings follow obedience. Oh my gosh, Jesus, I believe that if I obeyed you and your word, what would happen? Remember that one thing you said you're not doing? Oh, 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 what? That one thing you said you're not doing? Oh, 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 what? You remember that one thing you said you're not doing? Say what? What? (laughs) Fill in the blank. God, if I do what you said, what would happen? I dare you to write nothing. The word N O T H I N G. God, if I obey you, nothing's going to happen. I dare you to write that. What you're telling God is God's a liar. Okay, well, if you obey God, if I do this, God will reunite me with my wife, get me a better job, get me off drugs, change my friends. Anything you write is going to be good. Anything you write. By the way, the Bible says, just shall walk by faith. It doesn't mean you, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be easy. That's why the third one is. Holy Spirit, fill my heart with your motivation. Come on, give me, give me the courage. Be like the lion on the Wizard of Oz. I need courage. <laughs> on the count of three, say courage. One, two... On the count of three. <laughs> Y'all had some issues in first grade, huh? Count of three. <laughs> On the count of three, say, Courage. One, two, three. Courage. courage. Holy Spirit, give me some courage. Deuteronomy 4. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read these verses slow, and you are going to listen for God to speak to you. And I want you to read it in the context of your issue, of your disobedience that you Are exercising against God. Say amen if you're with me. Okay, listen very carefully. Con cuidado. Chapter 4, verse 1. Now, O Israel, listen to the statutes and the judgments which I teach you to observe. Why? That you may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord your God of your fathers has given you. The land that he's giving them is code for your blessing in our context. Chapter 5, verse 1. Moses called all Israel and said to them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgments which I speak to you in your hearing today. Why? That you may learn them and be careful to observe them. Chapter 6, verse 1 to 3. Now this is the commandment and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded you to teach that you that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess that you may fear the Lord your God which means to respect him not to be scared of him but to respect him and to keep all his statutes everyone say all his statutes and his commandments which I command you you your son and your grandson, all the days of your life, that your days may be prolonged. Therefore, I'm to say, therefore. therefore. Hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, that you may multiply greatly, as the Lord your God of your fathers has promised you a land flowing with milk and honey. A land flowing with milk and honey is code for your blessing. Turn to chapter 7, verse 12. Verse 12 and 13, then it shall come to pass because you listen to these judgments and keep and do them that the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and the mercy which he swore to his fathers. He will love you and bless you. Everyone say, I want God to love me. He will love you and bless you. Say, I want God to bless me. And multiply you, say, I want God to multiply me. That doesn't mean make you bigger. It means that he is, <laughs> it means that he is going to multiply what he's done in your life and other people. He will also bless the fruit of your womb, the fruit of your land, your grain, your new wine, your oil, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flock in the land in which He swore to your fathers to give you. And by the way, whenever it says the, the fruit of your land, your crops, your animals, your camels, He's saying, I want to bless every area of your life. He does. He wants to bless every area of your life. Chapter 8, verse 1. Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe or do that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fathers. The land which he swore to your fathers is a good land, flowing with milk and honey. That means that God wants to bring you into your promised land where you are blessed. Chapter 10, verse 12 to 14. And now Israel. Chapter 12, uh, chapter 10, verse 12, chapter 10, verse 12, and now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God to walk in all his ways and to love him, to serve the Lord with all your heart and with all your soul. Say God wants all my heart. He wants all my soul. Verse 13, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes which he command you today for your good. Say, obeying God is for my good. Come on now. Chapter 11, verse 1. Therefore you shall love the Lord your God and keep his charge, his statutes, his judgments, and his commandments always. Say, always. Always. Say, "Always." always. Verse 8, chapter 11, verse 8. Therefore, you shall keep every commandment which I command you today, that you may be strong and go in and possess the land which you cross over to possess. And that you may prolong your days in the land which the Lord swore to give your fathers to to them and their descendants a land flowing with milk and honey. chapter, Chapter 11, verse 13 And it shall come to pass, and it shall be that if you earnestly obey, say earnestly obey, obey. my commandments, which I command you today to love the Lord your God and serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. God, I want my heart to want to obey you. I want my heart to want to be guided by your word. I want my heart to want to understand your word. Verse 14, then, everyone say then, Then. say "Then." then, say and only then. And why, you can't say God I'm going to disobey you, now bless me. That doesn't make any sense. Then I will give you rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the latter rain. That you may gather in your grain, your new wine, your oil. And I will send grass in the fields for your livestock that you may eat and be filled. Take heed to yourselves, lest your heart be deceived and turn aside and serve other gods and worship them, lest the Lord's anger be aroused against you and he shut up the heavens so that there be no rain and the land yield no produce and you perish quickly from the good land which the Lord has given you. Verse 18, therefore, everyone say, therefore, you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul and bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on the gates of on your gates, that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, like the days of the heavens above the earth. For you shall, if you carefully, I'm gonna end with this right here. If you carefully keep these commandments which I command you today. Say, I need to be careful. Uh, You need to rearrange your schedule. You need to make this a priority. What? Reading the Word of God, listening to the Word of God, understanding what God wants you, seeking out His wisdom as gold. It needs to be a priority if you want it. For if you, verse 22, if you carefully keep these commandments which I command you to do, to love the Lord your God and to walk in his ways and hold fast to him. Then the Lord will drive out these nations from before you and will dispossess greater and mightier nations than yourselves. The Goliath in your life, he will deal with. The obstacles in your life, he will deal with. And every place on which the sole of your foot treads shall be yours, from the wilderness in Lebanon. From the river, the Euphrates, even to the Western Sea shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand against you. The Lord your God will put dread of you and the fear upon you, upon all the land where you tread, just as he has said to you. In a minute we're going to pray. My hope is that if anything you got was not only the importance of obeying God and letting God's word guide you, but that you have come to the conclusion that I am a living, breathing, living sacrifice, the Bible says. I am reasoning. I am intelligent. I understand what I read. I understand what I heard. I understand what I experienced. I understand what I feel. And I am coming to the conclusion that it is better for me to obey God and follow God than not. Are you following what I'm saying? And if you come to that conclusion, if you come to that conclusion, and therefore then I have to do whatever I got to do to make sure I have time to hear God's word, that I can have time. And by the way, you're going to get up in the morning and your day is going to be you're going to hear a little voice saying, you're behind schedule, you're behind schedule, you're behind schedule. You got to shut that down. And you're going to be wanting to read and get it over with. you got to shut that down. you got to sit there and patiently say, God, speak to me, speak to me, speak to me, and get in the habit of moving at God's pace. If you remember when I was following that light, man, I was trying to get ahead and the light was moving. I was like, come on, light, come on, light, in my head, right? Because it's not up to me for God to move. He's, he, I move at His pace. So, in a minute, I'm going to ask all of you to bow your heads in a minute, bow your heads and close your eyes. And I want you to think, you, I gave, you, you wrote that thing down in the beginning. Here's one thing I'm not obeying God. What are you going to do? It's, black, it's very clear, black and white. And here's my thing, if you say, okay, God, I value as a disciple, I need to value God being guided by your word. I'm going to obey you. And then watch what he does. You have to watch what he does. Write it down. God, I, I'm not doing this. I'm going to do it and I'm going to write down what you do. I'm going to watch what you do. This is a great thing. God doesn't do stuff in secret. He's going to do it right in your face. And you're gonna go, and here's what's gonna happen. Something crazy crazy is gonna happen. And you'll be like, oh, it's a coincidence. And God's gonna go. You asked for a black car, I gave you a black car. That's a coincidence. Because if you obey him he blesses you, guess what's gonna happen? You're gonna obey him again. Then you're gonna obey him again. Then you're gonna obey him again. And then your life has changed. That's all bow heads and friends. Lord, we all know what you want us to do. It's not a secret. Sometimes we come to church wanting you to do it for us. Or wanting to hear a message that gets us off the hook. But Lord, there are people here who you've been calling to get saved. There's people here you've been calling to stop doing some crazy stuff or some innocent stuff that you just don't want them to do. And they know it. I want to challenge you to pray this prayer with me no matter who you are. I just need you to obey me. If I can get you to obey me in little things, I can get you to obey me in big things. So if you would like to adopt a heart that values being guided by God's word, just pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Say, God, take my heart. I surrender my heart to you. Jesus... I surrender my heart to You. Stir my heart. Give me a desire to follow the Word. To be led by Your voice. To submit to Your authority. To follow the light. I surrender my life to you. I surrender my authority to you. I submit to you. And that decision to disobey you in that one thing, I surrender it to you. Take over my life. As our eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, if you prayed that prayer and you're saying, I want a heart that values following the Lord. In a minute I'm going to ask you to stand, and by standing you are following what he's telling you to do now. If you want someone to stand with you, just grab their hand, someone who came with you. So on the count of three, I'm going to ask you to stand if you prayed that prayer in all the campuses. If you are online. One, two, three. Stand to your feet. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.